Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to the podcast. We are through the Olympics. Did you watch the Olympics at all? Uh, Just clips. Yeah, me too. I didn't really see hardly any this year. Mm. Um, I did find out that handball is a Olympic sport. I watched some highlights from past years. Mm. I could get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that looked pretty cool. Here we are, mid-August, dog days of summer. Um, we're not in the Psalms anymore. We're we're back at the podcast. We had two weeks of the kind of following of the serving Sunday. What's it mean to use our spiritual gifts? What's that look like? Yeah, welcome back. And yeah, we're back. So mm-hmm. I'm coming off a week of vacation. Randy's not. So yeah, ready to roll. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, so this past Sunday was the 80th celebration, 80th anniversary of Calvary Bible Church, mm-hmm. which is a long time. Um, I think... Uh, I think it was Kim Kreider asked on Realm, has anyone been around 80 years? Mm-hmm. I think the answer is no, but the Walgamuths have been around for a while. Almost. And Dick Peters, how Anita. do you know? Anita in particular was the one that... Um, is she like, she was a kid here? Yeah, if, if I if I heard correctly. And I think Michelle was reading that uh, yesterday. So Dick was the one that pointed to Anita Walgamuth as mm-hmm. probably a young young person who attended yeah the ho- that church on the house church in new new haven or, uh or, yeah that's where the first church building was new haven yeah, street yeah. i think when they f- were first out of a house that's my understanding yeah do you know here's a little trivia for you do you know the first name of the church i don't it's we we did an event uh, on uh main street mount joy for one of their fourth fridays and we had a trivia question for him just about the church. And not many people got it right. Multiple choice, but I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. It was the first name of Calvary Bible Church was the Mount Joy Gospel Tabernacle. And that makes sense because of the era. Yeah. So yeah. tell me, why does that make sense to you? That's so foreign to me. Yeah, but tabernacle was a really popular word. Like, like that, was a, that was a thing. People knew that term. And gospel tabernacle really that's that described and summarized what what they were all about. So was the tabernacle more of a word than church, or was it just because uh, like I don't know any places of worship that call themselves a tabernacle, other than like a Jewish context? Yeah, maybe no. It was a it was a it was a strong, familiar uh, evangelical term. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mount Joy Gospel Tabernacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First building was on Main Street, right behind Beanie's mm-hmm. uh, pub. Yeah. And it's a yeah. decent looking building right now. It's painted a few years back and mm-hmm. looks in good shape. It's still there. So I actually, I think about it sometimes when I drive by. But yeah, there we go. A little bit of history. That's really good. Yeah. Um, but that gets us into one of my questions for, uh, for this week. Mm-hmm. And that's just... You were talking on Sunday mm-hmm. about the history of Bible churches, right. and uh, so you've spent some time reading about church history and mm-hmm. things like that. Is okay. I'd say more than somewhat familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
tell me, w- tell us, what's the history of the Bible church movement? So I, I think, you know, you might re- remember from Sunday that uh, we are a reaction against. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I was thinking about, you know, our history, the Lord's faithfulness, the Lord's faithfulness to uh, Calvary Bible Church for 80 years. And then a couple of folks on Sunday mentioned, you know, keep, you know, make sure you reflect on God is faithful. I have the, uh, I, I put that text up for us from, uh, from the weekend, but it was right in verse, uh, verse three, but the Lord is faithful. Second Thessalonians. Second uh, Thessalonians three, yep. three. So uh, the faithfulness of the Lord um, it, what happened was, is Christians just realized that something had to be done to move away from a church scene that was uh, moving away from the authority mm-hmm. of scriptures. Hmm. And I'm, I'm doing some studies right now on, uh, early liberalism. Okay. And it's not even, I don't even know if that's a, the best word for it, but it what seems do you mean to be by, the most, yeah. What do you mean by early? Early? Well, like like um, when it hits America, when, uh, okay. so I don't know the exact dates, but. 1900s maybe? When, yeah, well, early. Uh, yeah, early, early 1900s, uh, like, you know, maybe th- uh, 30s and 40s and 50s, somewhere okay. in there you have the Bible church movement starting. So when you think about the Lord's faithfulness uh, on, um, uh, on a church, um, this, this, I, I think the, the aspect of how, how, um, how we read the Bible and mm-hmm. how you folks read the Bible. So, um, we are a reaction against something, which is we were reacting against people reading the Bible and saying, it's not our authority the way it's historically been read. Okay. We're going to read it differently now. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing, and I think this is why it's important for, you know, if we talk about Beyond Sunday, the Lord's faithfulness translates into ours as well. So he's faithful to us. Our faithfulness in return is uh, is is anchored at least to a preserved text that is authoritative. Mm-hmm. And so Bible church kind of people, if you were trying to say, you know, how are you different? Well, um, this week, for instance, you're living out your faith and you're allowing the scriptures to dictate the way in which you move in this world, take your steps through this world. And you're functioning like a Bible church person to use mm-hmm. that type of language for, you know, a celebration like we've just come out of. And that's yeah. who we are. So I think that's the main thing is this reaction against liberalism. So now you have in an area like Mount Joy, a church uh, being raised up that's going to focus on the scriptures and and it's and it's taught differently. Mm-hmm. And so, how how's it taught differently? So one of the things that I uh, you know a long long time ago, uh, I don't think I ever told you this, but so in my first doctoral studies early mm-hmm. on, this would have been in the like the I don't know the mid nineties, let's say. Okay. Um, so I had a conversation with a a preaching professor. Yeah. And he's from, he was from a liberal, a liberal training institution, training master students, uh, master of divinity students. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting that the, uh, the sermons, the sermons were always about the sins of society. 
Okay. Never, ever about the sins of church. our our mm-hmm. relationship with God and so forth. It was a fascinating uh, interview just to think about that the difference. So, what what often happens in liberalism is the Bible, of course, is used and it's read, uh, but it it's it it rarely gets to uh, the person's life with God. It, it 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 very often will talk about you know, our love for other people mm-hmm. and our concerns for, uh, you know, the problems of the world, but it, it, it rarely gets personal. Hmm. That's a big difference. I yeah. mean, we're reading, uh, hopefully this week, our folks, uh, all of us, hopefully we are, we are living our lives according to a revelation from God because we believe it's authoritative for the way in which we live. Yeah. And I just want to say the reason why this is important is because now it, it appears that some of the major influences and philosophies of old liberalism mm-hmm. are now coming back into play again with this uh, progressive Christianity, where, as I mentioned on Sunday, I think, or Wednesday, I forget which day, we have a lot of evangelicals leaving the kind of faith that, they, that they've always embraced. And they're yeah. leaving that because now the scriptures don't read right to them. Mm-hmm. Now, something is happening to the authority of the Bible, though, if I say the Bible is not reading right to me. Yeah. So anyway, that's a little bit of the answer. Okay. So when you say liberal, we're not talking about a political position or anything like that. But there's an understanding. And if a Bible church is a reaction against, it's a reaction against a a liberal way of reading the Bible. um, Yeah. We're ultimately, go ahead. I'll let you you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Where the authority of the Bible is what's in question. Yeah, and the and the reader, the reader now makes a decision on can this be right or not. Gotcha. So the reader is the in authority over the Bible, as opposed to the Bible. Yeah. You, it's like you're flipping. Oh yeah. And there's, I mean, there. I don't want to bore you with all this, but there's reader response theory is a is a thing in mm-hmm. in, in hermeneutics and Bible study and scholarship. Uh, and this is uh, this would be a part of it where you're you're going to read the text and you will determine what it means. Mm-hmm. You determine its meaning rather than letting, that's read letting the text. Yeah. Rather than let the text do that. OK. We've talked about big words before. Yeah. And defining them. And I've heard that, but I couldn't mm-hmm. have told you if you said what's we read a response. I would say it's a way to read the Bible and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to say define it for you. Um, but. This podcast, we want to keep it focused around what's it look like beyond Sunday for us as Christians to live that out yeah. in our lives uh, from day to day, week right. to week. Um, and so this is a little, I don't know, it's, in, it's informative, but at the same time, I do think we can learn from our history that will change our current context and our future. So like, I think where there's value for this kind of a conversation is um, it's like a foundational piece, to, uh, like it's a paradigm through which we're reading the scriptures, understanding the church's history, mm-hmm. what's good about that, what's bad about that, and and making sure that we're in line. So I think one of the things we talk about in, in the past year, we've talked about a lot, is um, being a biblically shaped church. Mm-hmm. So a reader response uh, approach to the Bible is coming in, flip-flopped where the reader is in authority over the scriptures the reader makes meaning yeah okay the reader makes meaning Mm -hmm. um what's what's applicable does the culture uh Mm -hmm. affect that 
does the culture affect the Bible or does the Bible affect culture? Mm. Um, and I think um, so to be a biblically shaped church as Calvary Bible Church, we want to be shaped by the Bible, not the culture. Correct. Um, and so maybe the reaction would also be against um, that type of a, a mindset where it's the scripture, the authority of scriptures being questioned. And we're trying to put it back in its proper place. Yeah. So you can imagine, right, a person that reads the Bible, but they they do not read the Bible to gain insight for living, to use like a Chuck Swindoll phrase for his radio broadcast or something. They don't do that. They just read the Bible. For, mm -hmm. If they read it, they just read it. What we're saying is that we're reading it with a view towards believing it and, and putting it into practice. Mm -hmm. So in our text, for instance, from Sunday, yeah. if anybody was going to say, you know, how's this, how, how does this relate to my week? Well, if you go to verse four and, and we have confidence in the Lord about you and the two of us do that, we do, we have confidence in you as well mm -hmm. that you are doing and will do the things that we command. The implication of course, is that everything that Paul was saying to those folks was the word of God, not mm -hmm. our word. And yeah. So it's not our word. It's we continually point people to the word of God. Mm -hmm. So you're uh, you folks, uh, you know, you're um, if you're listening, it's possible that you are you're part of a Bible church movement still, which is very quick to do the things that Jesus said to do. Verse four. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you, today, uh, you know, I, I was saying to John, just uh, Jonathan, just a little minute ago, I said, you know, Today is one of those days where I get up and I say, Lord, what, what do I have to do today? What, mm -hmm. what do you want me to do? And basically uh, for you and for me and for us, it comes down to the way in which you go about your task today. So a lot of you are actually working for a living and you're, um, you know, you're, you're working hard today. And the question is really just how are you going about your task? And is there a sense in which you're working to the glory of God for the glory of God rather than for some other thing, you know, to earn money or only to only earn money yeah. or whatever. But the bottom line is we're a Bible church people. So, you know, I appreciate the, uh, you know, revisiting of our history for a moment. It's not just theoretical. It's the fact that uh, we are, this faith family is a part of this Bible church movement thing. So mm -hmm. we do read the Bible a certain way. Mm -hmm. And uh, it leads to this lifestyle in verse four that we're doing and we'll continue to do what uh, Christ has commanded us because that's that's who we are. We're Christ followers. Mm -hmm. And it does affect the way in which we live, our attitudes, our actions and so forth. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty pertinent. Uh, and we're fighting and, and we are. We're fighting against uh, a, a pretty strong current that is. Um, I think I think is moving people away from the text having the authority. I mm -hmm. think we're moving away from that. I think I think more and more people yeah. are determining the truth in the Bible. Mm -hmm. The readers are making meaning rather mm -hmm. than the text having inherent meaning, inherent meaning by what it says. Yeah, and that's because I'm trying to compare it and contrast it with the culture. That's good. And and maybe this will be the gender issue is a big deal, by the way. That's huge. Yeah. Are we male and female or not? Right. And is that going to come up in this upcoming series? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, maybe this will be a, a theme that kind of or a thread that ties some of these podcasts in the 
next several weeks together. Um, but no, so I think, I mean, I think that is helpful just to know kind of where, who we are as a church, where we've come from. Our past has to set, uh, like it's going to set a direction for us. And unless we change it, it's going to continue to be a direction. So there's a lot of really good things. Um, is there anything bad about the church history that you would? Yeah, I hinted, I hinted at it. I, you, know, you folks know, right? If you if you're, if you are, if your origin is a reaction against, yeah, that it's pretty difficult at times to to focus on what are you for. Yeah, if you're only against things, mm-hmm. that's that's not. I don't think that's healthy. Yeah, and you've said so, it in the past. Like we, the the church had a, a reputation, at least with someone, that we were the church who hated the Masons. Yeah, that was a somebody actually said that to me. Yeah, at the, at the mechanic or something like that. Yeah, that's it's right. It was at the garage, old R and R automotive, mm-hmm. uh, and before no. it was destroyed by the and, train station. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I miss that place. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't want to be a church that's known for what we're against. No, I want to be a church that's known for what we're for. Um, the other thing that I think I was kind of picking up in in the conversation so far has been the um, if if we're reading the Bible differently than what, you know, the mainline denominations or liberal churches were reading the Bible back in the day um, to all, if the Bible is being read as what's going on in society and the culture that we're condemning, um, we, the pendulum may have swung to the other side where the Bible church is like, you know, just hit me with it hard, you know, hellfire and brimstone and like make me feel guilty. And I want to come away from church feeling like I just got socked in the gut and I need to like, I'm a filthy sinner. Um, you know, that's the maybe where some churches have gone. I, I don't think that's where we are uh, as a church, but maybe is some of that still oh in the, oh the undercurrents. Yeah, because when we're stereotyped, we're stereotyped with that attitude and the and what we've tried to avoid for all these years, and what again, there's the against what we're trying to promote in, through all of these uh, Sundays together for all these years is a sense of humility mm-hmm. about the way in which we're reading the Bible. There's other people who read it differently, but at some point, truth has to relate to life, and so we're reading the Bible in order to follow Christ. And in order to do that, we've got to take cues from Him, not the culture. It's not easy. I mean, there's all kinds of questions and those questions are fine. But at some point, mm-hmm. a Bible church says this is what God is saying, which is why we read. This is why we read the Bible together. Honestly, if somebody yeah. asked me, why do we do it? We read it because we've just read and I, my fr- the first words out of my mouth. This is God's word. Yeah. And that's what it is. So if it's God's word, then my my job is to understand what he said, mm-hmm. not to make meaning. I don't make meaning. He he made the meaning. It's my job to listen to it. Yeah. And I have to believe that the Holy Spirit of God is going to allow me to help with that or else yep. I should be on vacation. Yeah. Permanently. <laughs> so um, let me try and sum up mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, this episode here. It's like and a princess bride. No, no time to sum up. Let me sum up. I've not watched that movie in a oh, long time. My word. What? Do you, you still should explain that? No, I don't. Okay, not worth it. Chad Fernal will know. Okay, good. I hope Chad's listening. Um, <laughs> Let me sum up. Go ahead and sum up. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna sum this up. Um, so, I think 
coming away from here, just understanding that we have a, a church history that's important to us. Mm-hmm. It's shaped the church history has shaped us, and then um, knowing that the Bible in particular is of utmost importance to us here. We are a people of the book, the book, the Bible. Um, and so the Bible needs to shape us. We need to be good readers of it. Uh, we want to be mm-hmm. in it. And to remember, going back to verse four there, mm-hmm. we have confidence in the Lord about you, um, mm-hmm. that you will be, that you are doing and will do the things that we command. So it's God's word that's shaping us. Um, and it's God at work in us to, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's where the confidence lies. It's not yeah. in, it's not in the staff. It's not in the people. Right, right. It's in that God's the one who's doing the work. And a big part of that work includes the fact that the two of us and, and, uh, and you are able to attest to having ears to hear. I mean, I'm thinking about just bottom line stuff. You know, you know whether you have ears to hear. You know whether or not God has created ears to hear him. You know that because you're eager to listen and to do what he said. So it's not even something that you need to, it's not guesswork. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, whether the Holy Spirit of God is energizing, driving your reading process, your listening process in church. Is it translated into a desire and a capacity to be like verse four, doing and will continue to do what Christ has commanded. You know whether you're doing that. And that's what's great about it beyond Sunday is we have the opportunity to say, you know what? The Lord is faithful, verse three, and we're confident that he creates faithful people, verse four. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. Those are Bible church people. We're not so arrogant to think that it's only Bible church people, but that is one of the, uh, right. the uh, primary character traits of Bible church kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to, to sum up, um, the sermon, the text, we, you know, we want another 80 years for Calvary Bible church. If that's God's will for this community mm-hmm. in this place, mm-hmm. we want God's reputation to thrive. But, um, the call was to pray. And so to pray for the church, to pray for each other mm-hmm. and to trust that the be reminded that we can trust the Lord is the one driving it, you know. Oh, yeah. It's his. He he has to supply the power for the propagation of this message Mm -hmm. so that this word of God in a Bible church continues to get a hearing like this one did in the first century. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, go watch The Princess Bride. Homework assignment. It's fun. And watch freaking frack oh if, yeah if you haven't seen that video oh, you should goodness. watch uh um andy and ray, ray andy yeah. and ray did uh if you haven't seen it they did such a great job mm-hmm. guys shout out to you too well done in every way <laughs> they had me laughing you see the tire in the, the great. center great. um happy camper or something yeah, like that, that so and they had the picnic tables up like this like a wood background it was great it was hysterical yeah i just loved it they put a lot of thought into it. Their their brains are probably fried. Uh, my favorite part, I said this to Andy, if you care about that. I said, Andy, my favorite part was when Andy said, 
the leadership of Calvary Bible Church may or may not <laughs> <laughs> agree with this or endorse this. Oh, oh goodness. You gotta be kidding me. That was too funny. I can't wait for the next episode. Wonder when it's gonna come out. It comes fast. Yeah, every year. It's come fast. Maybe they'll do it more often. All right. So watch freaking frack. Mm-hmm. Um We'll have to maybe get that link back to them. It was good. That's so good. Watch Princess Bride. That's fun. Um, if you have any questions for the podcast, whether about this one or the sermon on Sunday, just remember you can email that to podcast at cbcmj.com. We'll get it and discuss it here. And, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep putting scripture into practice. Yeah, that's what we want to do. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday. 